a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line from uh, Auckland City, I've got uh, Lloyd Cole on the line. Uh, morning to you, Lloyd. Good morning. How are we today, sir? I'm not bad. I had to get up early. I've had a nice breakfast. It's a beautiful, bright blue sky outside my lovely hotel window, looking down at the burnt-out convention center. <laughs> I was about to ask you about that. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful sight that must be. Um, well, the rest of it, actually, everything around it is quite beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, I can see the uh, I can see the result of the uh, roof accident, which is uh, pretty tragic, really. Yeah, wow, it was. I mean, it was a couple of years into its uh, construction. It's supposed to be in time for the America's Cup next year. I don't think it's going to make it somehow, Lloyd. I don't know. I don't it's know. Not looking. It's not looking good from here. <laughs> right, um, you're coming to Dunedin, Otipoti, um I think for the first time since 2011. Am I right? I don't think it's been that long, has it? Oh, I don't know. No, I'm sure I've been there since then. Oh, well, 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 that's good then. That's, uh, <laughs> you would know more than I would, uh, although I should know more than you. Uh, <laughs> it's my job. Um, were you coming for the From Rattlesnakes to Guesswork tour? Um, you know, it's a retrospective of a very long and prolific career, 16 or so records with the, the commotions and yourself solo. Um, you have a beginning and an end, um, but where do you go in between? You know, how's it been revisiting um, a lot of this material that some of you probably haven't looked at for a while? Well, what I deci- decided to do on this tour, the previous tour I, I, I was out on, was actually on the back of a couple of box sets that Universal put out. Yeah. Uh, sort of um, covering the first 13 years of my career, I think. It was 83 to 96. Mm-hmm. So... What I've done on this tour is I've tried to go to the albums in between Rattlesnakes and Guesswork and find the songs that maybe I haven't played on those records for a while. So, for example, on a record like Love Story, I've been playing the song Light Lovers Do every bloody year. For, <laughs> you know. So I thought, like, let's give Light Lovers Do a rest on this tour and let's find something else. So we're playing a song called Sentimental Fool, which was an, also a single from that record. And uh, and similarly, through through um, Don't Look Back as the first track of my first solo record, I must have played that every single tour for the last <laughs> 15 years. I'm not playing it on this one. I'm playing a, a song called Ice Cream Girl instead, which is from the same record. So that that's sort of the the the, 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 the way of thinking. There's, a, there's probably a core of maybe 10 songs that I think I probably should play every night. And then, and then the other 20... You know, it's optional. I just don't want it to be the same as the last tour. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I know you've said uh, in the past that you don't um, you don't listen to your records, and I, I mean, I, I, I assume most artists don't. Um, so you know, you, I guess you had to go back and listen to your records again for this. I mean, not really, not no, really. No. I, I knew the songs. You knew. Uh, 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 n- yeah, not really, not really. I mean, occasionally listening in terms of just trying to remember how to play certain songs that I haven't played for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's fun. You know, you don't when you don't listen to records and you go back and listen, you go, oh, that's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> or, you know. um, now, on on the latest record, Guesswork, uh, you worked with Neil Clark again, who you worked with um, on and off, um, you know, over over the years as well, uh, as well as. Blair Cowan, uh, who wrote a song with you on on that record as well. Uh, they're both, of course, from the Commotions. Um, how I mean, how was it writing with with Blair again uh, and working with him on this record? Yeah, it was the same as it always ever was with Blair. I mean, he would he would write. He he, he writes. You know, he's he's he's, he's more, far more prolific than I am. He writes. I don't know, at least twenty of pieces every year. And, 
and uh, I just make sure he sends them all to me. <laughs> and uh, every every now and again, I hear one, I think, oh, that could be a song. And then, then my job is to turn a piece of music into a song, mm-hmm. which is uh, n- not always quite as simple as you'd think. I mean, certainly the two he actually wrote two of the songs on the new record, and in both cases, I had to sort of put them into the computer and find a way to move the chords around so that I could sing along with him. I mean, the basic chords are the same as his chords, but the the way that they're spaced out, I had to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, songwriting is, uh, I think, you know, maybe maybe 5% inspiration and, and 95% just hard work. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it's the same when I write them myself. I come up with an idea for a song and I go, oh, this is going to be great. Uh, but then, you know, once you've got that initial idea, then then turning it into something that's actually a song is just like any other job, really. Yeah, well, you've put in a lot of hard work over the years then, um, Lloyd. I, I, I have. Uh, I, I think anybody that writes songs has to, has to, has to do the same, and, and people that don't, you can, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've, I've wanted to know the answer to this question. What is it with the Swedes and your music? You know, I don't think the Swedes are are that much more devoted than any other nation. But the, they certainly have the Swedes and the Portuguese have probably mm. been the most intense uh, during the solo years, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, especially the Stockholmers. Um, why I don't know. Yeah. Never had a number one record anywhere. Although the commotions were robbed of one once <laughs> when uh, the record company got the barcode wrong on our second album. Oh, just for. Yeah, I know. It's very, very, very upsetting. <laughs> it um, would be. When, yeah, when Easy Pieces came out, we saw the Music Week, uh, and they used to have those columns that would say, back in those days, uh, yeah, CDs had just started, so there were three columns, LPs, cassettes, and CDs, and they didn't get the barcode right on, oh. the, on the CD, so it said, LP number one, cassette number one, CD <laughs> number 64, so <laughs> number five. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, but anyway, I was in Sweden one time when, do you remember when, you're maybe too young to remember, but um, Use Your Illusion was the follow-up album by Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah, oh, to, yeah. To their big album. And it was, it, was, it was the biggest promoted album in the world, and it was number one everywhere. Except this record shop in Sweden where my album was number one, and it was number two. <laughs> <laughs> I should have taken a photo of that. You should have, that's amazing, that's amazing. Oh, God, Use Your Illusion. Um, not my favourite album of all time. Um... <laughs> Maybe my maybe my, one of my very favourite videos of all time, though the November Rain, one of the most ridiculous things ever done in music, rock music. Very much so. Very much so. Um, well, with with I want to go back to Guesswork, and I know this tour is is going across a lot of stuff, but I mean, um, Guesswork being your latest album came out this year. And um, what what informed you? Um, what informed that record? The strings, the synth, and, and the characters that you created within it. I think being fifty eight. Yeah. or 57 when I was making it and, and, and thinking you know I, my my musical taste has become more and more extreme as I get older I like more experimental music and I like more pop music mm-hmm. I don't find myself listening to what you would probably call adult alternative music which is how <laughs> I, my music is usually kind of categorized I, I, I don't find myself interested in that type of music at all so basically tried to try and you know, make a record that I might want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that must be quite freeing. Have, have you always had that kind of ethos, though, or is this something that you've come to later in life? Like, I want to make music, f- the stuff I want to hear. 
Well, I think I've always I've always done that. I mean, when I was when you know when I was in my mid twenties, mid thirties, the music I was listening to was pop music, rock music. I was, I mean, I, I, if you can believe it, I did actually used to like REM. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but uh, but I'm not really interested in listening to REM or the Smiths anymore. I, I still have my loves of certain type of pop music, like things like Prince and T-Rex and Bowie, still resonate with me, but. I don't find myself reaching for big mouth shit. Strikes yeah. again. Do you dig out a lot of new music? Because there's, I mean, there's some amazing stuff that's coming out. Of course, yeah, but uh, I, I don't hear very much of it. But when I do, I find myself excited by the idea that pop music seems to be dominant again. Which uh, I, I think that for many years, that especially when I was growing up, there was this idea that uh, was this idea that music wasn't really couldn't really be great music unless it was really serious music made by white guys in rock groups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that idea is pretty much completely dead now, and I think it's a good thing that it's dead. Yeah, it's been smashed, but the sad thing is it's, it's those white guys that are behind the scenes now making all the money. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish, I, wish I, could, I wish you could include me in that, but I'm afraid not. Oh, I wish you could include me in that too, to be honest, but that's fine. You know, we do what we do. Um, why did you decide to do this tour instead of just like... I mean, you could have just toured guesswork, I, I guess. Um, no, not really. There's only eight songs on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... No, I mean... Every, uh, I, the last time I tried to tour something like an album that I'd made was the mid-90s, and by the time I was in my 40s, I realised that it was a fool's errand. Yeah. I don't really know why anybody ever wanted to go and see a band playing something that just sounds like the record they made because they've got the record anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I put together either a band or a duet or sometimes just solo, and I, I have a sound and an idea of what the tour is going to sound like, and then I then I choose the material and try and adapt it to that sound rather than trying to make the the tour sound like the record. So there's no way that there's no way that this tour could sound like guesswork yeah it's completely impossible so so we're actually having great fun rearranging you know synthetic pop music in on acoustic guitar right now nice nice so it's you and neil um yeah. touring together and it's been a big tour um been going for a while how's the how's the voice because i know you had a couple of issues with um Laren yeah Davis. the voice the voice was fine uh, unfortunately, the schedule was was a, was a little silly, and, and, and when I spotted how silly it was, it was unfortunately too late to cancel certain shows. So I thought we we almost got away with it, and then yeah. and then we got we had we had thirty shows in five weeks, no thirty shows in six weeks. So that's five shows a week, including all the travel. And when we got to show number twenty eight, my voice just kind of went. Sorry, <laughs> got to go to bed. So it was a little bit, it was a little bit sad. It almost made it. Everybody else on the tour got sick well before me, but uh, yeah. I finally got sick at the end. And then I had to fly home from Paris uh, sick, uh, be at home sick, and then get on the flight to Auckland sick. And thankfully, I managed to get just about enough rest. And I feel, uh, feel you know, I'm back to about eighty or ninety percent. I can certainly, I'll be able to sing tomorrow, no problem. Nice, and you'll be on, yeah, that's right, because you'll be on the flight today or tomorrow morning um, coming down to Dunedin. Um, you know, I mean, I, and I guess this is a big tour, and, and I guess all your tours, well, I mean, you've always been kind of ambitious. You must be if you're coming, you've come to Dunedin a few times now, and, you know, we're pretty far away, and we're not the biggest city in the world, um, but you come, and we love it when you come. So, I mean, do you enjoy coming to New Zealand? Do you uh, enjoy playing? Of course, here? yeah. I've been coming to New Zealand since I think 2000, maybe 2001, mm -hmm. I, um, when I had my first 
Australian tour after the, the commotions performed there once in 86, 87, I can't remember exactly when. And we, and we never got invited back. I think we must have just been rubbish. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we, um, a promoter wanted me to bring my solo tour to Australia, and then there wasn't a New Zealand promoter that seemed interested in, in me coming, even though I was traveling to Australia anyway. So, so Kurt from the band Stella, who was mm. a bass player in the band Stella, he, he said, I'll promote it. I'm sure people in New Zealand want to come see Lloyd. Um, and he's been bringing me back every couple of years since. This is my eighth visit. Good old Kurt Shanks. Yeah. Thank you, Kurt. Who, um, they're on tour next week as well. Yes, I know. I know. We're, he, we're actually going to miss, he and I are going to miss uh, a couple of, of my shows because he's got shows at the same time. Oh, buddy. Greedy. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, man, buddy, I'm good I, for him. You know? so, yeah, no, I mean, we're friends. We've, we've known each other, you know, for almost 20 years now. And, nice. And it's been great. You know, every time I've been coming back, it's, it's got a little better. Oh, nice! I like. You no, know, it was. It was. It was. It was. I think it was two. I think it was two. Two cities and playing in the back room of a pub the first time. And mm -hmm. you know, now we're now we're playing the Sky City Theatre in Auckland, which, uh, and the, and the Mayfair again, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Down, down yeah. here in good old Dunedin. Um, awesome. Um, well, I'd like to thank Kurt, uh, who's always a good chat on the radio. By the way, uh, he's he's a good guy, uh, Kurt. Um, so yeah, thank you, Lloyd, for taking the time out to speak to us today. The show is tomorrow at the Mayfair Theatre, as you said. Uh, tickets at plus one dot co dot nz. Um, enjoy your small uh, but no doubt enjoyable flight down to Dunedin tomorrow or whenever it is you're doing it, and we'll see you tomorrow yeah. night at the Mayfair. Yeah, cheers. If you see me, say hello. As the I will. Goes. I will cheers. indeed. All right. Thank you very much, Lloyd. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. Man. All right. That was Lloyd Cole. Tomorrow night, Mayfair Theatre from Rattlesnakes to Guest Work, touring with his old pal Neil Clark from um, The Commotions. Here is a track from his latest album. It's called Moments and Whatnot off the record Guest Work. You're on the one, 91 FM. was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.